Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Voice of America, the official podcast of the People's National Party. I'm your host, Owen, and on today's episode, we are going to be discussing the Biden administration's Build Back Better agenda. We'll be comparing it to our own platform here at the PNP. We'll be figuring out what we uh, agree with, what we disagree with, the policies we support and don't support, and uh, hopefully giving you, the listeners, a better understanding of the current administration's economic platform and what they plan to do in the near future to help the American worker, the American family, and ultimately the nation as a whole. So the three main selling points that the Biden administration is trying to use to convince people to support the agenda is that this, the policies in this Build Back Better platform will create more jobs, cut taxes for middle and lower class families, and ultimately provide lower costs for things like housing, prescription drugs, and higher education. Uh, So if we look into this on the White House website, you can find this all on the internet. Um, It says the Build Back Better agenda is an ambitious plan to create jobs, cut taxes, and lower costs for working families, all paid for by making the tax code fairer and and making the wealthiest and large corporations pay their fair share. Um, As far as the PNP's um, opinion on this, we we agree with that. Uh, We support higher taxation for large corporations and wealthier individuals in the United States. We're always going to stand with the working class of America. Uh, If you look on our own website, the People's National Party, our and our party platform, you'll find our share our wealth program agenda, our supporting of distributist economics, um, our push for health care and educational reform, among many other things. And uh, many of that is in tune with what the Biden administration is preaching here and what they're trying to get passed in, in Congress so that it can ultimately help the, the working people of America. Um, as for the individual policies, the, the biggest ones are definitely the lower child care costs that Biden keeps talking about and the Democrats in general, um, the lower prescription drug costs, and the lower higher education costs. Now, here at the PNP, we do not support the lower child care costs as it does disincentivize the nuclear family structure and the, uh, the mother uh, it takes away the need of the mother from living and, and supporting these children, especially in their years of early development. And of course, here at the People's National Party, we are all for reinstating the gender roles of society, the traditional family values of uh, Western civilization and Christian social teaching. And um, anything that goes against that, we are going to be staunchly in opposition of which is why it is always important to deconstruct every single economic agenda because economics plays a huge role in affecting the social values of the society. And if we don't look at the economic agendas of the right and the left and the middle and everything, then we won't be able to make accurate and educated opinions on on the issues that matter to society. So, you know, you could look at the broad scale of the Build Back Better agenda and be like, hey, yeah, lower taxes, you know, helping the working families, taxing the rich. Okay, I support that. Great. I support the agenda. But you do have to look at the individual 
aspects of it to see, okay, what do I support? What do I not support? And obviously, you know, if you are, if you were to be a conservative establishment conservative, you wouldn't just, it's not smart to just look at the agenda and be like, oh, well, that's the Democrats thing. So I'm clearly against it because I'm sure there's things in here that even conservatives, even mainstream free market conservatives would support like the lower taxes, lower taxes on the the middle and lower class. Um, something that Biden tried to emphasize during the 2020 election, but for some reason, the, the Republicans wanted to ignore it. I mean, he kept saying repeatedly that he would never raise income taxes on anyone earning below $450,000 a year. And he has no intentions of doing such a thing. And it's clearly shown in this agenda that you can pay for this stuff. Um, but, uh, you don't need to raise the taxes of the of the working families. Moving on from the uh, childcare, um, the next bullet point that they talk about is lower higher education costs. Uh, it writes the the Build Back Better agenda would provide two years of free community college, boosting the earnings of low wage high school graduates by nearly six thousand dollars per year. President Biden's plan will also increase the maximum Pell Grant award by almost $1,500 and invest billions in subsidized tuition for low and middle income students at historically black colleges and universities, tribal colleges and universities, and minority serving institutions. Now, of course, they're not going to focus on the fact that Donald Trump was actually the first one to um, invest federal funding into the HBCU schools and other institutions like that. Um, uh, you got to get some of that wokeness in there, obviously, just as the Democrats like to do it. But, um, you know, you can have your own opinion on the free community college. I know that's a big selling point for a lot of folks. Um, it, it very well could boost the economy by making sure more people get into higher paying jobs. But it could also be we could also be put in the situation where um, many jobs start requiring a two-year degree, many jobs that didn't need a two-year degree before now require one since practically everyone can get it. Something we saw in the past seven decades or so, right? Back in the 1950s, you could be the filling station attendant and still be able to afford a house and and support your family. And um, and you didn't need anything past a high school education to, to pump some gas into someone's car or uh, fix, a, fix something on their you know, car. And, um, and now we are put in the position in society where even the most basic jobs do need higher education past high school. So, um, it's a, it's a trade-off and, uh, it's up to the individual to decide what their stance on that would be. Moving on to lower prescription drug costs. Uh, the, it writes, Americans pay two to three times more for their prescription drugs than people in other wealthy countries, and nearly one in four Americans struggle to afford prescription drugs. President Biden's plan will lower prescription drug costs for Americans by letting Medicare negotiate drug prices so consumers are no longer at the whim of pharmaceutical companies. Um, personally, for me, this is something I definitely do support, and here at the People's National Party, we are all for making health care uh, more affordable, especially for the working families of this country who do deserve a quality health care system. 
we are, as Bernie Sanders says, whether you love him or hate him, um, we are the most, the last first world country that doesn't provide some sort of free healthcare to its people on, on a widespread level. Um, and specifically in regards to prescription drug costs, uh, there's this great thing you can, you can study in Detroit, Michigan, right? Which is literally borders Canada, practically. It costs about a hundred dollars for one vial of insulin. But if you cross the border into Canada, um, it costs about $12 per vial of insulin. And, uh, and that certainly is a is a lifesaver for, for most people because of the fact of the matter is that there are people in this country who are risking their lives, who have diabetes, who are risking their lives because they can't afford the insulin. So they're taking chances. And we should not live in a society, the moral, religious, Christian nation that we aspire to be. We should not be forcing our people to live in a society where they're taking the chances with their lives because they can't afford it. Um. It's, it's a sick society that we live in, a society that forces people to choose between paying that month's rent or uh, focusing on their, their health. And um, that's a big reason why we here at the PNP, we are against capitalism, as it not only is degenerate and anti-Christian, but it also um, pushes for market unhealthy market competition in many cases and uh, a society that is far, far from the religious nation that we know it, we must have. Moving on from the uh, lower costs, we move into the tax cuts, which I think is a really big selling point to a lot of Americans um, because no one likes to pay their taxes. Even progressives who support um, tax hikes for everyone in order to pay for big uh, welfare programs and their agendas, you know, nobody likes to pay them. And that's, that's the deal. Um, so I feel like conservatives and liberals would be able to unite over this. Um, the biggest one that they point out here on the web, on the white house website is tax cuts for families with children, which is a huge, huge thing. Um, one, th it says one third of all adults with children struggle to pay their usual expenses. The American Rescue Plan increased the child tax credit from $2,000 per child to $3,000 per child for children six and over and $3,600 for children under six. The Build Back Better agenda will extend the child tax credit expan expansion in the American Rescue Plan, providing nearly 40 million households. And, you know, this is a big one. This is a really big one, because if we want a society that encourages the nuclear family and for mothers to stay home and care for lots of children and for families to have lots of kids, we need an incentive structure to to make that a reality. And although this may just be a start and there may be a long way to go, this is a huge step towards having the large Christian households that we used to have here in America of four, five, six kids per house, sometimes more, and um, continuing to spread our values and our beliefs generation after generation, which is super important here at the People's National Party. And although the, we don't 
the Biden administration isn't exactly implementing these tax cuts for those reasons, the reasons that we support, it's still uh, a good thing to take advantage of the opportunity. And now I say that the Biden administration supports the child tax credit not for the same reasons that the PNP does, because he also has a tax credit for people without children. Uh, basically, you're you're um, earning more tax credit for not having kids. And he says it's to benefit the roughly 17 million low-wage workers, including cashiers, cooks, delivery drivers, and food preparation workers. Um basically giving them an extra 1500 bucks back on their taxes for, for not having kids. I mean, you know, technically it is helping the, the working class save more money, um, but, you know, here at the PNP, we obviously support the family structure, and uh, you just have to be careful with that aspect of it, I personally would say. Because, I mean, technically, if that policy were to be interpreted differently, you could say that it was a tax credit for people to not have kids and to disincentivize people settling down and getting married and, and all that type of stuff. But then again, it does only affect those really low income earners um, who are earning poverty wage, poverty wages. So, um, and for the most part, those folks don't have kids. Um, and hopefully will in the future, which is why, along with the economic aspects of this society, we also have to transform the social values um, and make it so that people are excited about, you know, getting married, settling down, and, and living a, a plentiful, happy um, Christian lifestyle. Now, as for moving on from the tax credits, uh, as for creating jobs, uh, it says under workforce training, the U.S. has chronologically underinvested in workforce development and millions of jobs have been going unfilled in growing sectors such as construction and healthcare. Through the high quality career and technical education pathways and registered apprenticeships, President Biden's Build Back Better agenda will invest in training programs that will prepare millions of American workers for high-quality jobs in growing sectors. This is something that I definitely, personally, as an individual would support, and I know the party would uh, definitely be a fan of it as well, because it's not like we're, you know, giving people free college, which uh, could really transform the economy as the market would react to, you know, more people having a certain minimum standard of education and ultimately making it so that there would be a point in which you had to go to college in order to get a job flipping burgers at McDonald's. Obviously, that's not the reality right now, but it, it, it could be, depending on how you incentivize the economy. But as for workforce training, you know, I mean, skilled labor, um, the apprenticeship programs, uh, you know, for blue-collar workers, those are great opportunities to get individuals into high paying quality jobs without having to force everyone to go to college to get a basic $60,000 annual salary to support a family or something. Um, definitely, definitely something we support here. And I think most Americans support it. Mo you can't really come across someone who is against um, technical training programs are investing in them at least to making it easier for people. I mean, j just think about it. Think about all the kids who 
you know, fail in a lot of kids from inner city communities or impoverished areas around the U.S. that their schools never had the proper funding. They ended up failing in the school, and now they can't get a go to college in order to get a, a basic fifty to sixty thousand dollar job or one that they could earn that much a year. Um, and they're forced to, you know, flip those burgers at McDonald's, or you could invest for them to go to a technical school or to go into an apprenticeship of some sort and get the training needed to earn a, a good salary that supports a family and everything that goes along with that. I mean, I think, I think that's a great, great aspect of the, uh, the overall agenda. And the, the last real point that they make in this Build Back Better agenda is their investment that they want in teachers and public schools across America. Now, this is a pretty interesting issue because um, the Democratic Party is not worried about the CRT or LGBTQ propaganda that's being pushed in elementary, middle, and high schools across America because that's in line with their social values, and they don't care about that kind of stuff. But here at the People's National Party, we do care about that stuff, and most Americans do. They care about the curriculum that their children are learning from, and they want to play an active role in uh, their child's education, which is why, personally, I am more supportive of homeschooling. It's much more traditional. It continues to reinforce the gender roles of a mother staying home and caring and educating for the children. Um, public schools do generally you know, take away the need for the parents to play that active role like I was talking about. And it, it puts it basically in the hands of the government. And most people, just about everyone in America, would agree that the, the United States public education system is deeply flawed and it does need attention. So beyond just reinvesting in the quality of the schools or the addressing the teacher shortage like the Biden administration wants, here at the People's National Party, we would support completely transforming the curriculums that are being taught so that it fits the moral, religious society that all of us are striving for. Because that's really what it comes down to. Just as I said before, and I keep reinstating this fact because it's so important, economics and cultural issues are intertwined and they affect each other. When, when, what you do to one side, it will come out and affect the other side in some way or another. If we transform the society, starting in a child's education, if we enforce the religious values and beliefs that have made Western civilization great into the minds of these adolescents, they will grow up knowing that these values and these principles and beliefs have made this world what it is today, and they should value and respect that. So I would partially agree with uh, the policy that the Biden administration wants when it comes to reinvesting in schools. Um, but, you know, I think really you have to go a step beyond that in order to actually make the reform that you want. And that will conclude our fourth episode here at The Voice of America. Um, I've noticed that a lot of you guys, uh, of our listeners, are coming from YouTube, so if you could make an effort to like and subscribe the, to the channel, that would be awesome, uh, so you can stay up to date with all of our great content that we come out with, including the weekly podcast. Um, if you have any 
topic ideas you want discussed in the podcast, always feel free to reach out to us through email or social media. Uh, If you have any questions about the party or the platform, you can always go to our website, which is linked in the Spotify bio of this podcast. Um, And as always, I look forward to talking to you next week. God bless.